Ben Racing. Welcome to the Dogcast for Greyhound Racing SA. Visit grsa.com.au. Yes, welcome to the Dogcast, uh, brought to you by Greyhound Racing SA. I'm your host, Tim Edwards, and pleased to report that uh, GRSA's racing manager, Sean Matheson, is in town. He's in here today, and uh, how are you, Sean? Welcome back. Yeah, thanks, Tim. Thanks to be back here on the Dogcast. I really missed the show the last couple of times. You've done a fantastic job flying solo, but... Great to be um, yeah, back with you today. Uh, plenty of good racing that's going on. We're really fortunate to be, um, to be racing with the Greyhounds. Um, so, yeah, uh, plenty to look forward to on the show and in the future, hopefully. Yep, lots to look forward to today, lots to talk about. We're going to review the week that was in South Australian Greyhound Racing, including the heats of both the SA Distance Championships and the SA Anniversary Cup. They all took place last week. We've got the finals of those races this Thursday night. And our interview this week is going to be with Clint Tringrove, uh, who has my boy Bean running in the SA Distance Championship on Thursday night. That's all coming up on this week's edition of the Dogcast. The Week in Review. Yeah, The Week in Review is brought to us by Fresh Pet Food Co., proud suppliers of fresh pet food for our GAP SA Greyhounds for the duration of their foster care and, of course, the first week of their adoption. And they are based right here in SA. If you want to know more about them, they are fantastic people. Fresh Pet Food Co., all one word, .com.au. Now, Sean, just before we touch on The Week in Review... We should remind the participants and the public that, uh, unfortunately, at the moment, all South Australian race meetings are currently being conducted with restricted attendances on track. So we spoke about this at the last Dogcast meeting, Sean. This is still continuing on. Only licensed people are allowed to be at the racetrack at the moment. Yeah, that's right, Tim. Um, those um, licensed participants who have a greyhound engaged, um, no patrons uh, available, obviously no restaurant, no tavern, no food facilities are available on course. That's been going um, since the, the COVID-19 and to... to um, in support of the government restrictions, um, our participants uh, practice social distancing and they're doing a, a really terrific job in trying circumstances mm. uh, on track to ensure that um, our racing continues, um, our our dogs are looked after. Um, so, yeah, again, a little bit difficult times at the moment, um, but, yeah, um, we're moving forwards and um, everything's looking quite positive at the moment um, as to how we're going. But yeah, just um, everyone can just uh, sit at home for now, watch it on Sky Racing or, or the, yeah. the apps and, um, and and enjoy the racing. Yeah, and for people who don't know, the things that are taking place at the Greyhound tracks at the moment is that the temperature checks are being done for everybody who walks through the gate. As far as the participants are concerned, including the race caller like myself, Sean, uh, we've also got things like the social distancing with the uh, handlers that, that are there on track, the walking to the boxes, the distances between each of the handlers, and the loading of the greyhounds at the boxes as well. So uh, GRSA doing what they can for racing to continue, and that's what we need to do. Yeah, no, listen, our staff are doing a terrific job in managing what is a difficult process, and, and again, credit to our participants. They've really taken this on board and understand the the social implications of of what social distancing means and all the government restrictions. Um, we just uh, are looking... Um, forwards with our industry and, and these are the things that will continue to allow us to, to race yeah. um, and continue um, so yeah we're, we're really fortunate how things are going but yeah all those things are in place, um, we're doing everything we can to continue racing. Yep and it's all working at this stage, fingers crossed it still continues. Righto let's look back it was a huge week of greyhound racing Sean let's go back to last Wednesday we saw Zulu Zulu 
uh, for Michael Stewart breaking the 300-metre track record at Murray Bridge. Now, this greyhound's been flying. Ran 16.34 there last Wednesday, and it just continues to improve. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a terrific for Michael Stewart um, to get a, a real handy one like this. Um, that track record um, was a... The track record it ran, the conditions weren't necessarily 100% suitable to run a track record. And I, um, the track record was was held um, previously. And I think the, there was a big tailwind on that yeah. day. Mm. Um, so for Zulu Zulu to uh, to break the track record, and we've established the track records now. The mm. straight track's been racing for, you know, six months or so. So uh, really good effort. And again, a good one for Michael Stewart. SA bred, bred by Brendan Gachowski. Uh, a worm burner is the sire. Yeah. Um, uh, out of Rochelle and yeah eight starts five wins a really progressive type yeah good greyhound it is Zulu Zulu breaking the track record before we touch on last Thursday we go back a fortnight ago Sean we discussed the E-Star series on the last dog cast uh, really good night uh, of course we had the match races uh, the four match races Alfieri was the eventual winner most predicted he would but boy it got close it's a right got really close in the times yeah, absolutely. I mean, Alfieri set the time standards early with a brilliant 29.54 and winning the first match race. And I think most people watching thought that's quick enough, yep. I think. Yep. Um, but it's a riot. Uh, the last um, match race of the night, yeah, went super fast um, early into the, to the back straight and was mm. 0.3 of a second in front of Alfieri's time. So... Um, it's all right. Just had to hang on, but it was. It's all right. It's only second run back from the virus, yeah, so probably just the condition just held out and went a brilliant twenty nine fifty eight um, to just fall short in running second. Uh, Madison Kay, she's a, a super greyhound on the way up, she's and she lying. she uh, ran third overall twenty nine sixty two. But again, w- the match race series creates plenty of interest. Um, unfortunately, just again with the, the the times that we're in, we we couldn't do what we normally do as a promotion around it with the mm. vision mm. and with the uh, dog rugs. But they'll all be back for the next series that we run, um, the State of Origin, hopefully later this year. Um, but yeah, the participants really like this concept mm. with these really nice dogs. And um, yeah, it was good coverage. And a lot of these are all back up um this week, um, yep. heading towards the Anniversary Cup, for Yeah, sure. they do. Yeah, it was a great series. Let's have a look at the, the heats last week of the uh, the Anniversary Cup heats. We had three of them. Uh, it's a right. We just spoke about uh, that Greyhound running second in the E-Star series. Ran 29.73. I thought he was very impressive last Thursday, Sean. Yeah, good run by, by him for Ben Rawlings. Drew box eight in this race, and he likes it closer to the fence. Mm. Um, but it was a good, strong win. He, he, he came across well. Lobbed second behind Bailey Rocks. And Bailey Rocks, we know, she's very good when she leads. Mm. And so it's a right, yeah, really franked the form of the week before in the match race and, and was able to get the better of um, Bailey Rocks and, and run away with a, a 29.73 convincing win um, and, and made his way through to the final. He did. Alfieri was the second heat winner from box number seven, ran 29.39. Good time. Uh, always looked the winner on paper, didn't he? He did. Um, uh I probably haven't been with Alfieri consistently because he can always, sometimes can miss the start. Mm. But Bill Wadarczyk has him coming out brilliantly at the moment. And 29-39, again, he came out of the boxes. He, he lobbed up close and he just ran to the front. And he has a brilliant run home time. So 29-39, good run by American Man for the Rasmussens. Mm. Again, uh, a greyhound returning from the gastro. Yep. Um, so I thought that he was an impressive run going 29-86 himself. He was, and two times twice was the third heat winner, 29.68 from box one. Began fair, but then got some room down the back, and once he got to the outside, he really steamed, didn't he? 
Yeah, again, the box one suited him off the back of the his match race win from the week before, so he well into um, into his uh, preparation there. Um, yeah, really strong type um, on the on the way home and really powered away twenty nine sixty eight. Chief sidekick who ran second in this race um, led them up and led them up with a big gap early. Um, he has brilliant speed. Um, he's been quite dominant of. Uh, his last three or four, he's won over the shorter course. Yep. Chief Psychic running really fast time. Prius back up to 500. Um, again, a, a few more runs there. He can really be matching it with the best dogs. And we know um, he's injury prone over his career. Mm. Um, he's a high quality greyhound at his best. So hopefully for the connections and um, Damien Bates that they can get him right back to his best. And, you know, not without a chance in the final. But, I mean, again, he, he'd probably need another one or two runs over the 500. Yeah, we'll touch on that final in the preview coming up shortly. The two heats of the distance championship there Thursday night. Really good races. My boy Bean was the eventual winner of heat number one. It was a small field, Sean. It was a strange old race. My boy Bean lobbed in a really handy spot and defeated McLaren Dazzler and Zipping Gallon. Zipping Gallon got checked. Um, he had excuses. The run before, he got checked again. So he's, he's a dog at the moment that's not finding the best of luck. Yeah, agree. I think um, Zipping Gallon, he was almost going to lead um, the race yeah. um, last Thursday night. And then... When he wasn't able to lead, he just found his way back to last um, and then just sort of just took time to try and get around dogs and then really got home late in the race um, to, to flash home into third. Um, yeah, just finding a little bit of trouble, which is a little bit of a concern, I'm sure, for, for the Rawlings camp. He's a high-quality greyhound. Um, I'm sure they're, they're, they're fortunate that he did make the final because mm. turning for home, I thought yeah. he might not have made it. Yeah. Um, but take nothing away from my boy, Ben. We'll talk to, to Clint Trengove later in the show. Mm. Um, he's been a terrific money spinner for them since they've, they've taken on the training and ownership of my boy, Ben. And again... Um, did what he does. He just positioned nicely and, and ran home well. McLaren Dazzler split the two of them for the Fosters, and again, they, they always can find a handy stayer. Mm. Yeah, well, it was his third run back, my boy Bean. So he's going to be peaking come Thursday night. The other heat, uh, Wooden Tiger was the eventual winner. Now, he ran the fastest of the two heats, 43-39. He's a, he's a dog that's got loads of ability, Sean. He, he's, he's getting better, I feel, in a, in a field sense. In his early stages, he was finding trouble everywhere, but he's starting now to... I think the penny's starting to drop, and he was able to defeat Sir Truculent, who has been absolutely flying, and Crips Dusty ran a cracker as well. So uh, what what was your thoughts on Sir Truculent in that race? Yeah, again, I, I th the, the fear was that he might let Wooden Tiger get too far away from him. Mm. Um, and down the back straight the final time, it did look like... Um, Wooden Tiger had pinched that winning break, but Sir Tr Truculent kept running. Mm. I think for the both of them, Wooden Tiger and Sir Truculent, no greyhounds in SA have more ability than both of these greyhounds. Mm. But in bigger fields, they just can find their way into a little bit of trouble. As you said, Wooden Tiger can be slow to begin. It, the penny is starting to drop with him. Sir Truculent, he tends to just be out the back mm. and then really flash home. So the small fields of late have been really suiting him and getting home really hard. Yep. Um, Again, it was a really good run. Uh, just He just can find himself a fair way back. And, of course, Crips Dusty, um, could this dog actually win a, win a race <laughs> yes. for connections? Yeah. He is going uh, – sorry, I think she's she going yeah. unbelievably well. Um, 
just needs a touch of luck, and I'm sure the race will come. But she ran a, a bottler of a race. She continues to get punters in, and uh, she continues to find the line. And, and one of these days, she's going to win one of these races. Whether or not she's got the ability to win that race on Thursday night, we'll touch on in the preview. But, yeah, it was a wonderful week of racing all round from Murray Bridge all the way through to Angle Park on Thursday night. That was the week in review. And that, of course, is thanks to Fresh Pet Food Co. Check them out, freshpetfoodco.com. Now the kids are all at school. I was wanting a fur baby to keep me company, but we're always away during school holidays. Then one of the school mums told me about Gap SA's foster care program. (laughs) Not kids! That ship has sailed. Adorable retired greyhounds. They give unconditional love without back chat or needing extra pocket money. Now I'm the one getting pocket money. Yep, Greyhound Adoption Program SA give me everything I need, including a weekly payment. It's only a six-week commitment. Check it out. GapSA.org.au. Best thing I ever did. The Preview. Righto, the preview this week, as always, is brought to us by SA Greyhound Tips Twitter feed. If you want free tips for SA Metro Greyhound meetings, jump on board, get on Twitter, type in at the dogs SA. Uh, get on board, as always, Sean Gamble responsibly. Toddy's got a hard task of tipping winners each week, but he does a pretty good job. He does. He's got um, set parameters. Um, again, free tips. He does a terrific job for um, for the people who follow. Um, and, yeah, it's it's really good that, um, you know, he has a bit of success, which means the people who follow have a bit of success. Um, and, again, it's 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 a bit of light-handed, light-hearted banter as well, mm. which is which is good, and I, I know Todd does enjoy that um it's a hard job though it's a hard job to find winners Mm -hmm. um and he does it on a consistent basis so we do encourage obviously people who are interested in in greyhound racing in sa get on board um on our our twitter profile um and enjoy it for what it is um definitely during this time as well where a lot of people are uh, at home um, and really are looking for some stuff to do. Mm. So, yeah, followers, gamble responsibly and, and enjoy the ride. All right, the two big races there Thursday night. We have the SA Distance Championship Final, race number six on the program. We should point out it's a 10-race card Thursday night, the first at 6.43 local time. Let's have a look at the SA Distance field. Uh, we've got box one, My Boy Bean, two, Karana Blue, three, Wooden Tiger, four, is Zipping Gallon, five, is Sir Truculent, six, McLaren Dazzler, seven, West on Bamboo, and number eight is Crips Dusty. The reserves are Tammy Parker and Dinah Alice. So, Sean, um, we've drawn together our best four stayers, I think, here in South Australia. Um, in my opinion, you know, in no particular order. Zipping Gallon, My Boy Bean, Satraculant, and the, the up-and-comer Wooden Tiger. I think they're the four winning chances. Would you disagree? I think that they're the, the four winning chances. Yeah, uh, again, I, I do offer um, an each-way hope to Crips Dusty, but again, you'd like to see her, her mm. win. And I reckon once she wins, she will then progress and win more races. Um, but yeah, I just think the quality of, of the stayers and the form is there to be seen. They, they've all run good times. They've all had some, some really good periods mm. um, over the last few months of winning staying events. And again, it's to me, it's a little bit of who's going to be in front of the other greyhound yep. um, as to who's probably going to get there in the end. And I mean, my thoughts on it, Tim, were that I wanted to be on who would be up the front. And I thought both Wooden Tiger and Zipping Gallon would actually be up the front. Yep. I, I am leaning towards Zipping Gallon. I'm going to give him... Um, he was so close to crossing last week. Mm. And I actually think the dog's on his inside. My boy being Karana Blue... 
He can beat them out. Wooden Tiger, he's a bit of an X factor because if he mm. begins, yes, uh, he he will he will lead them up and he'll mm. be really hard to run down. But he can be a bit suspect, so I'm going to go with Zipping Gallon because he's generally pretty good beginning in SA. Yes, I think he can um, bounce to the front and then from there, even if he has a bit of a flat spot mm. during the race, I think he'll be too strong. If he just led throughout, I don't think they'll get close to him. Sir Truculent. Again, I just think he might find himself just a little mm. bit back and in a bigger field, hard to run on. How did you see the yeah. race panning uh, out? Look, this is the way I see it, Sean. I, I think Sir Trackland's been up for a while now. I, I think he's been winning everything. He's been going around week after week, whereas the likes of My Boy Bean, Wooden Tiger and Zipping Gallon haven't. Now, for reasons that uh, haven't controlled Zipping Gallon, as far as the virus that went through Ben Rawlings' kennel, that's why he wasn't running, but he's back nearly at f- uh, peak fitness now. Same with my boy Bean. The virus went through the Trengrove kennel. He's having his fourth run back. So both Zipping Gallon and my boy Bean are peaking for this sort of race, and Wooden Tiger's the X factor that's been sparingly raced, but we know he's got really good staying ability. I spoke to Peter Jovanovic at the track a few weeks ago, and, and he was of the suggestion that this dog would make a really good stayer. So in my eyes... I'm leaning towards Wooden Tiger at this stage, just ahead of Zipping Gallon and My Boy Bean for third. That's the way I'm seeing it. 3-4-1, definitely throwing Sir Truculin in to run top four because he will keep finding the line. And uh, I think they're clearly the top four in my eyes. Yeah, um, again, I think you, you've called that right. I'm, le- I'm going with Zipping Gallon. I think he can um, he can lead and win. I am going to, I'd say Wooden Tiger for, for second, and I'm going to throw in Crips Dusty for third. I was really impressed with, with her performance last week. Mm. Um, as I said, we've said it, I'd love to see her win. I reckon she'll build confidence on that. This could be the race that sets her on her way. She'll be double-figure odds in this race. Yep. I think she can run a big race. Yep. But, uh, but definitely, I think Zipping Gallon's the class, and I think he's the one to beat. All right, the SA Anniversary Cup field, race number eight. This is a great race, too. Some terrific prize money up for grabs here, uh, just under 10000 And we've got Rev Fred Sloy, box number one for Ben Rawlings. Two, two times twice for Ben Rawlings. Three, it's a riot for Ben Rawlings. Four is Alfieri, Bill Wadorczyk. Uh, five American man, Lisa Rasmussen. Six chief sidekick, Damian Bates. Uh, seven Bailey Rocks, Bill Wodorczyk. And number eight, Boss McLaren, Don Foster. The reserves are Canley Ebony and also Spring Vinny. So, Sean, um, Alfieri is going to go up favourite, no doubt about it. If It's a Right can begin better than him and find the rail, I'm confident It's a Right can lead all the way. Well, I think it, that's the only way it's all right can beat Alfieri. Mm. He's got to be in front of him early. And I, I think both the one and the two, Rev Fred Sloy and two times twice, it's all right, we'll, we'll, we'll beat them out, mm. you would say. And again, it's all right, does love an inside draw and we'll just go straight across to towards the uh, the rails. As I said with Alfieri, I've been a bit off him because, and I've been it's been proving costly because he's won his last four because mm. he's been beginning. Um, mm. I think Bill's actually got him really coming out nicely now. Again, he had that flat spot and he went off to Murray Bridge and he's come back even better, um, back to Angle Park. I'm really confident Alfieri, even if Alfieri was behind mm. it to right, mm. Alfieri's such a good race dog. He can he can roll hard. He can come around them. He does like racing on the pace and he's very strong home. So I'm pretty confident Alfieri can, can either beat mm. it to right out or can sit second and run past him. Mm-hmm. I think he'll get some room with American Man. American Man likes to sort of run a little bit wide. Yep. And even um, Chief Sidekick, um, who I expect to to be the fly in the ointment here for It's Alright, having a, a good, easy lead, yep. um, if it was to lead, because he comes out really fast, but he does like to race a little bit off the rails. Mm. So uh, in reading the race, I was just thinking, 
if if Alfieri just comes out, I actually think he's the justifiable favourite and will be really hard to beat, even if he is behind um, It's a Riot. However, having said that, um, it's going to be a great race. And if it pans out to those two dogs mm. fighting it out over the last, you know, 200 metres, mm. it's going to be an absolute um, ripper of a finish. Yeah. Um, but I do think they're the main contenders. I really can't see anything from outside Itarai and Alfieri really winning this? Mm. I think two times twice, if there is going to be an upset, it could be potentially this dog because it does begin okay. I don't think it's got the speed to lead, but it does finish the race off really strong. So if Itarai does lead, Alfieri finds bother and two times twice lobs second or third, he's a big chance of running down It's a right because he is quite strong. So I think Ben Rawlings has got a great uh, lineup here of three chances. But, yeah, Alfieri, he's going to go up short in the marketplace. So I think you're going to get value around him. And if he does find bother or if he does half miss at a, a length or so, uh, he, he certainly um, is going to take uh, – well, he's going to need a lot of luck in the run, isn't he? So it's a great race. Alfieri's our, our upline or our frontline uh, sprinter at this stage, I guess you could say, here in SA. But it's a right. It's had the three runs back now, and he is at peak fitness. And I love what he did in the match race series, and I love what he did last start as well. So I'm with it's a right ahead of Alfieri. You're going the other way around. Yeah, I'm going to go the other way around. But again, I, again, I've been wrong with Alfieri of recent times. I just think it's, again, it's drawn together a fantastic field, quite justifiably so, the Anniversary Cup. Um, it's got a long, long history of, um, of of winners this race, so no doubt whoever does win this race will have probably will have known they've been in a race mm. and will justifiably be the anniversary cup winner for 2020. All right, what was your best on the program? Okay, well I, I did uh, again. It's quite a strong program, and the racing's been really strong um, mm. recently. Whilst we've only been having ten races on Thursday nights of late, mm. the depth has been really good. But I'm liking uh, race five, number seven, Connor Peruzzi for Yvonne Maxwell. Um, I just forget um, this Greyhounds run last start when third over the short course um, at Angle Park. Mm. Um, Drew Box one was a short price favourite and missed the kick. Ended up running third. The reason why I'm really going with um, with this Greyhound is because um, he has really good speed. Yep. And, and I think he can lead... Um, these greyhounds pretty easily and he's a sub 30 second dog when he's out in front so i'm going to stick with him uh, race five number uh, seven connor peruzzi is my best all right and my best is in the last i'm really keen laurie road this greyhound is ready to win let me tell you its last two runs have been excellent runs it's found one better and it's uh, getting fitter and stronger over the fire 15 i think it'll ping out it'll lead and win race 10 number four laurie road is my best on the program there at, uh, at Angle Park. But it promises to be a great night. Ten race card. The two features, race six and race eight, the distance championship and the anniversary cup. And that's all thanks. Our preview is all thanks to the SA Greyhound Tips Twitter feed at the Dogs SA. And as always, gamble responsibly. The interview. The interview this week on the Dogcast is, uh, of course, Clint Trengrove, who's got a, uh, a team in on Thursday night. His main uh, chance, of course, will be the SA Distance Championship final with my boy, Bean, and Clint's about to join us on the Dogcast. How are you, Clint? Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me. No, thanks for joining us. Um, you've got a big week ahead. You've got my boy, Bean, who's made the SA Distance finals. Some great prize money up for grabs there, just under $10,000, and uh, uh, he's drawn box number one. He's coming off a recent win. You've got to be pretty confident. Yeah, no, I'm pretty happy with the box draw. It's, it'll be around the mark, hopefully. Yeah, now, my boy Bean, let's take us back to how you got him, Clint. Oh, he was a former New South Wales dog, but when he came to South Australia, from memory, he raced for Kevin Bewley. Was that right? Uh, that's correct, yeah. Yeah, so you got hold um, of him. When did you get hold of him? 
Um, my nephew seen him on the internet, and he said, what's this dog like? And I said, is he for sale? Mm-hmm. And he said, yeah. And I, I said, oh, well, I'll ring up straight away and see if I can get him then. Yeah. So I, I liked him, and um, I left a message on the, the owner's phone, and um, I think he rang me back the next day, because mm-hmm. I actually thought he would have been sold. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. the guy who owned him, uh, Clinton Alloway, he, um, I actually done him a few... Done him a favour and um, took a brew bitch down to Mount Gambier for him, and he tried to pay me for it. And I said, "No, don't worry about paying me. I'm going down that way anyway." So mm-hmm. I sort of helped him mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. But he had a um, probably ten or fifteen messages on his phone, and lucky enough, he seen my name bob up, and he um, repaid the favour. And I said, "How much do you want for the dog?" And he gave me a price, and I said, "I'll take it." Yeah. What was the um, one? What was the one thing, Clint, that really attracted you to this greyhound? I. I think just before I got him, about five or six weeks early, he won a couple of races over the 700, but I um, I, I raced against him down Mount Gambier with a couple of my dogs, my old, they're a little bit older dogs, but mm. they were fairly fit at the time, and uh, I see my bean come out of the pack and actually um, bump one of my boys into next week sort of thing, mm. and and sort of chase the other dogs down the line. I thought, geez, he's got plenty of heart, that dog. And then when I sent him... See him running over the 700 metres, I thought, geez, he's on the net for sale. Geez, I'll grab hold of him. Yeah, yeah. Well, the virus went through your kennel, Clint, obviously, and you had some time off. But this greyhound's had three runs back from a spill. So in horse racing terms, he, he should be peaking here, fourth run back. Yeah, I've had the changes. I've had the, the coronavirus out for a month, so he couldn't, couldn't leave the property. And uh, I'm used to taking down Virginia for a gallop, and he, he really loved that. So that got closed down as well. So I've had to um, change his work program again into galloping and galloping runs. So, mm. um, and he does pull up a little bit sore in the groin. So it's sort of, I, I battle sometimes to get him up and down, but he, he's going along all right. Um, Clint, it's Sean here. Um, just since you've got him, since you took over the, the training and the ownership of him, he's had the nine starts for you for three wins and six seconds. So he's he's finished no further back than second. And and he's really it seemed to have improved. His best time's gone to 43.13 with you. He's now made his way into the um, SA Distance Championship final. What, what do you put down to, has he really just improved? Just Is it a different environment or just a change? that, Or what have you seen in, in, in where he was when you saw him with Kevin to where he is now with you? Oh, probably a bit of, probably a bit of everything. Um, you know, I, I probably only, you know, unless it's a non-penalty meeting, I'd probably only take probably two to three dogs to each race meeting where Kevin might, might take a full team there and in the trailer and that, so his dogs might go there a little bit earlier and get kennelled a little bit later and just there's a lot of little little factors that sort of help out. It might only be half a length out of the box that'll help you, but that half length mm. sort of gets you away without getting you in the ruckus. So there's a lot of different little things like barfing and I roll a lot of shoulders and hamstrings and all that, which I believe helps the dogs. Well, he certainly um, he certainly seemed to have, have, have improved. And as I said, you'd love... More of them in your kennel that you know in the nine starts finishing no further back than second and and definitely with the stayers he's really got that consistent form about him hasn't he? Yeah, no, he's, he's definitely a hard tryer. He gives his all. He's um, I reckon him um, one or two times where he comes second there, I'd probably cost him a race by probably working him too hard. 
Mm. And I thought, you know, you think, geez, 700 metre race is different to 500 metre race. And you think, geez, you know, a half a day this way, half a day that way. Or, you know, he's only gone down by half a length. If I'd have done this or done that, he would have won that race. And, geez, I've flattened him a little bit too much this week. And you sort of, sometimes it takes you a little bit time to work the dogs out exactly what they like and when they come back up again and things like that. I want to ask you what you paid for him, Clint, but I'm guessing he's uh, paid for himself pretty quickly and, and a bit more. Oh, probably probably nearly four, maybe five times over now. Yeah, yeah. and if you can win on Thursday night, there's another, uh, well, a big chunk of money that goes into the uh, the prize money pool there. How do you see the race uh, panning out Thursday night? Clint from Box 1, where do you think he'll be? Oh, he actually really likes the rail. He doesn't sort of like to go around too many dogs, so the, the rail really suits him. He'll... Um, if he can hold that rail, will uh, be around the mark. Oh, there's some definitely some really good dogs in the race. Like mm-hmm. Zipping Gallon, I think Zipping Gallon is probably the uh, probably the best dog in the race. And then you got the two really good young, well, I call them young bulls. Like two good young dogs coming mm-hmm. through, and um, the Tiger and um, Sir Truculent. Mm-hmm. So the, the bigger field doesn't really suit Sir Truculent, but he, he might hug to the rail as well. So he, if he gets a clean run. We all know he's a pretty powerful dog, so... Yeah. Um, and the other dogs sort of, you know, they've all got different attributes, so... Um, yeah, it's going to make it... It is a really good race. Um, I was actually thinking early on the year, or about a month ago, it would have been would have been really good this year to have something like the the Speed Star Series over the 700 metres, like... Yep. There's four really good dogs there in is. town. It would, would have been really interesting to have something like that. Were you a little bit surprised, Clint... How late he put the opposition away last Thursday? I must admit, watching the race on TV, I, I thought down the back when he lobbed in third and was chasing the front pair, I expected him to just go around and hit the lead, probably midway down the back. But it just took him a little bit longer to get past. Yeah, I thought so too. But when I, because um, Harry was boxing him and I was I was in the catching pen, I mm. had to talk to Harry after the race, and he goes, "Oh, he, he got there, but he, he done it the hard way," and mm. I said. I said, how did it go past your, your ways? Because I said, um, Timmy Parker, just she wanted the rail and just kept bouncing into him, bouncing mm-hmm. off him, bouncing off him, bouncing off of him. Mm-hmm. And he goes, same past me. She just bounced off him, bounced off him, bounced off him, sort of kept uh, sort of hindering him a little bit. Yep. And sort of, I don't know, he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's not a massive pace dog. He's sort of, he's got three sections, but they're all still sort of the same, the one pace. Yes. There's no real... Massive sprint at the start or a massive finish at the end. It's sort of he's just a workhorse. He just mm. works his way through. Yeah, well, you've got a great chance with him there in the distance championship on Thursday. The other runner you've got in Thursday night, Clint. I noticed was Feelin. Now it ran last night, Monday night. Will it back up? Um, I'm hope so. I think she's pulled up a little bit proppy in the um, uh, the back hock again. She done that in a final going back uh, oh, about six eight weeks ago now. Mm. So I'm hoping. I've got to get the checked out, and yeah, hopefully backs back up. But I've we've got another dog that's through the red box, Son of Wukon. I, I think he's going to be a good dog too. Son of Lukon. Oh, Son, Son Wukong of Wukong in the last, yeah, yeah for Shelley, yeah, Shelley Trengrove, yeah, uh, box one. So a good chance there in the last. Yeah, I feel like Troy Murray of all these box ones, but he can't <laughs> believe it. <laughs> oh, you're having a good run at the moment with boxes, so that you take it while it's going at the moment, Clint. Um, just just on the um, – it's a real family affair for you guys, isn't it? Because you got um, obviously self and, and 
Shelley's, as you say, training Sun Wukong, training in her own right, and obviously Harrison coming through as well. And so it must be good to have all the family around and really involved. Oh, it's terrific. Um, uh, Shelley does all the paperwork, and when she's not when she's not working, she comes down and helps out and gets involved, and it's uh, really tidies things up. And um, Harry Harry loves going to the track. He loves all the people at the track. He just loves that environment. So it's really it takes the pressure off me. So I can actually stay at home and work on the dogs and sit back and enjoy it and sort of think about things and mm. try and work some, work some uh, where to place the dogs and things like that. But yeah, I'm just glad, glad we're still racing and doing sort of poking along all right. Sure is for now. That's uh, that's what's happening at the moment, Clint. Look, best of luck there Thursday night, my boy Bean. Uh, box one. We really wish you the best of luck with that greyhound and, and hopefully you can take out the spoils there Thursday night. Yeah, it'd be a, be a bonus, but it's a pretty tough race, so. Mm. Fingers crossed. Yeah, best of luck, Clint. Good luck, Clint. All right, thanks, guys. All right, Clint uh, Trengove there. Sean, our guest on the Dogcast. He's got, of course, my boy Bean. Got a great chance there on Thursday night. His team's been flying for the last 12 months, really. They have, and, and we didn't touch on the Stitchem dogs. You would have yeah. seen that always, always come up in the fields, a lot mm. of those Stitchem dogs. And he had really good success last year in the auction series with um, Stitchem Millie taking it out. He did. And the, I'm sure if he could... Uh, um, my boy Bean salutes for him. I'm sure that will probably be his biggest win. All right, last quick question for you before we uh, wrap things up. Uh, Tuesday Greyhound Racing at the moment has been suspended on Tuesdays. When are we likely to see Tuesday Greyhound Racing up again? Yeah, listen, uh, we're going to be programming around the middle of May towards the later part of May around the 19th, the 26th of May is what we're looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll be the final. Um, we'll, we'll generally get we'll get back onto our full schedule. Mount Gambier is different. Mount Gambier is still um, affected by government restrictions around movements yep. um, in that region. They're still racing every Thursday, and we'll really be supporting the Mount Gambier Club to have that meeting every Thursday. Mm-hmm. Might take a little bit for them to get back to Sundays, but as soon as like the borders open yeah. and we can have cross border movement. Then, um, then we'll try and get back to two meetings straight away. But yeah, the Tuesday, hopefully the middle of next month. Um, in relation to, and I never touched on before, the, the gastro that has been going through the greyhound population, we're pretty confident that we're through, you know, almost two thirds, three quarters of the dog population. So we're really confident that by in a month's time, we'll be we'll be close to our full schedule. All right. Okay, so that's a bit of an update on what's happening with the Tuesday meetings. That's been the Dogcast this week. I hope you've enjoyed the show, and uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks' time.